Welcome to another Legion Patreon episode of the Friday Nightmares podcast. On this episode, we are going to be talking top 580 slashers. And I am one third of your hosting team this evening, coming to you from Swartz Creek in the county of Genesee, in the state of Michigan, in the United States of America, in the North American continent, in the Western Hemisphere, on planet Earth, in the Milky Way galaxy. I am Mr. Smoke Show Crawford. And with me as always. I thought you you didn't do your other intro. You're waxed. Oh shit. Waxed yeah. and ready to be called daddy. Yeah, but there's someone fact. else who's gonna compete with you for that title tonight. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> so Heather Powell coming to you today from Waterdown, Ontario, Canada. But with us is um a gentleman that I had a pleasure of connecting with probably almost two years ago now in August I can't believe it's been two years Mm. he made fun of me and made these really funny (laughs) memes about me before he even knew who I was because I think he thought I was obsessed with this another podcaster that will remain nameless and anyway we ended up becoming Facebook friends I found out that he had a commentary and I listened to it and gone on it a bunch of times and I have Never laughed so hard as I've been when I've been listening and been on that commentary with him. He also is the mastermind behind It's Not Horror, Okay. Uh, one of the funniest dudes out there, one of the nicest people out there, very generous, and the master of Plex. Welcome, Nudie, to the show. Well, hello, everybody, and what a hell of an introduction. I'm just <laughs> well, upset that Scott didn't go by his new nickname of Mr. Squeegee. <laughs> <laughs> I say the Squeegee show has been retired, damn it. <laughs> The smoke show has been retired on It's Not Horror. It's still oh, here okay. on the Friday Night show. Not yeah, Scott show. has two personalities, as you'll find out today. <laughs> he's very different than what he's like on It's Not Horror. Gotcha. Um, but thanks so much for being here today. Do you mind telling us a little bit, for the, the people that don't, haven't listened to your commentaries before, what got you into podcasting and what you're up to now? Well, I basically used to work third shift security by myself doing this dinner show place that i had to take care of the horses and walk around make sure nobody broke in so i got myself an ipad and started listening to all these different podcasts i found a bunch of horror shows and there was one out there that i listened to called all my heroes wear masks which they're not doing shows anymore but i think they're still online if you can look for them and they were just these drunk bastards from from illinois that would just drink and talk about movies and they made me laugh and i used to email them all the time and give them suggestions and bust their balls and then it started with the voicemails and that's where i actually met jake and another guy named steve magoo who doesn't really podcast anymore and we decided to start our own show and um i forget the name of the original show but we were doing commentary shows like just riffing on movies like msk 3000 and all that stuff and uh 
MSK, MST. <laughs> it's it's yeah, a name awesome. of a wrestling wrestling group, MSK. But the worst but, part is we were all like, oh yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we just started doing that. And then Horophilia uh, Jason was like, hey, I want to do a, a show on my, my site. So if you want to come on, just do it. We'll host it. And we changed the name to the nfw podcast for no effing way and uh you know here we are almost 400 episodes later and little offshoot shows here and there which heather is part of one and scott is part of one so yeah. you know probably got about three or four shows and you know guest starring on all these other shows as well and it's a pleasure to be here and uh, we're we're very thankful to have you on finally like we've been wanting to, we've been talking about trying to get you on for a bit and what and what format to do it and i when we figured what better than do 80 slashers yeah this is a good one to have me on <laughs> this well, is my and, heyday of movies right there and i wouldn't be into podcasting if it wasn't for neil and jerry so i have right. both neil and jerry to thank because i never would have done it the first time i i went on nfw i remember do you remember neil you being like heather are you gonna talk heather are you gonna say anything <laughs> i was just sitting there because i didn't know how the format worked because everyone was like talking and sharing jokes and stuff and i was like uh <laughs> yeah yeah i like that, this movie it's good <laughs> that happens a lot with first time podcasters like if anybody knows that listens to my show we have anybody that wants to come on come on so a lot of times it'll be a listener who've never done a podcast in their life and they come on the show and they have a good time we think and Sometimes they come back, sometimes they don't, but I'm willing to let anybody come on and show me what they got because it's that's what we're here for to have fun. You're very inclusive, Neil. Yeah, very, very I am very much, um, very much <laughs> despite so. my persona at times. Very kind. <laughs> well, I'll say very you were kind. very welcoming to have me on because like, I'd never oh. really worked with you it was before. Like well, work. you were kind of crowbarred in with Heather <laughs> forcing me to take you on, but you kind of grew on me like a fungus. <laughs> Just like I wanted. Just like herpes. <laughs> just like herpes. Yeah, just like herpes. Um, they never go away. <laughs> but no, honestly, we have such a good time on It's Not Horror. Uh, we work with two other well-known podcasters, Android Virus and Venom. And honestly, like some of our shows, I'm like, I can't even get people to listen to this because they'll be so <laughs> offended off of everything we've said. If you get offended easily. Obviously, it's a joke <laughs> show and it's over the top. Um, yeah. and it's, you know, we talk about corny action movies or whatever. So, you know, listen to it, understanding that it's an exaggerated version of ourselves, but it is a lot of fun. We have a good time. Yeah. It's a blast. And the, our personalities are completely different on there. Cause we can just, we can just be complete jackasses. Like you, Scott, you are like the completely different person. Yes, <laughs> if yes. someone like wouldn't even know who you are. Nudie's consistent. All right. Neil is consistent. Who he, he is. is, is who he is on all his shows not you <laughs> no not at all <laughs> so our our top list today as scotty already talked about it we're going to be talking about slashers from the 80s now we had no rules for this as of usual you know except for it had to be in the 80s and it had to be considered a slasher and i have no interest in having to debate whether something is a slasher or not so it is that, not going to happen fine fuck me. that shit <laughs> if you think it's a slasher then it's a fucking slasher um so what we usually do neil is we'll each go around and give our honorable mentions how many we have if you have you know 500 that's fine we can sit through your entire list i only have three because i didn't want to go on all day so i oh, you made three. it sound like you had tons what do you mean you only i have did three? but i just put three as a list because you know i could talk all fucking day about 80 slashers so 
Well, you'll probably bring some to the table that I don't even know about because I Googled yep. 80 slashers and I was like, oh, fuck, there's a lot here. <laughs> yes, and I are. tried to watch a couple. Like I watched Mortuary and uh, Hospital, Hospital Massacre or what was it? Oh. <laughs> oh, with Barbie Benton. <laughs> should, yeah. be a pro- should be a porn. Like I was oh. waiting for some fucking sex to happen. She's gorgeous. She is, but oh man, that movie. That, that <laughs> movie to, is something else. She used to date Hugh Hefner. I could see that. She was that one makes of his playmates. One of his many playmates, right? Yeah. All right, Scotty, do you want to start us off with your honorable mentions? Uh, sure. So I ended up having five, and I guess I'll uh, say this right now. I, I decided to just kind of challenge myself, and I left off all franchises just because with me, my top five would have been basically just all the big franchises. And- Friday, yeah. one to five. Yeah, exactly. exactly. In that order, too. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm just doing all one-offs. Maybe some of these may, you know, have like a sequel, but there isn't, they're not considered a trilogy or a franchise. So my uh, five honorable mentions, I'm just going to read them off real quick. But that is The Mutilator, 1984, just because yeah. that movie's just so silly and fun. Fall break. Um, Fall break. Going on a <laughs> that, fall break. That was yeah. one of my one of my honorable mentions. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, I also have Alone in the Dark because I I just at least have to give this one a shout out because such a fucking amazing cast. Uh, then we have New Year's Evil from 1980 because once again another just fun silly slasher. Um, yeah, my name is <laughs> Evil. I haven't seen this. I'm gonna have to watch this. Oh, it is fun. Uh, my bloody valentine just because i fucking love it but at the same time i just couldn't fit it in my top five yeah. another one of my honorables <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just for that same reason i didn't want to and it's not a franchise but it's a really well-known one yeah so that's it's one that you watch every year on valentine's day so yep that's exactly how i felt see i just uh, added two more to my list now because scott crossed off two of them. <laughs> perfect that's perfect uh, and then the other one is House on Sorority Row from 1982. Oh, that's a great movie. Yeah, I fucking great love movie. that movie. Uh, so yeah, how about you, Nudie? What are your honorable mentions? Uh, I want to go with uh, He Knows You're Alone. Nice. Starring, uh, Tom Hanks' first film. And it just got a Blu-ray release recently from Screen Factory. Which oh, I, I happened to pick up. Yep. And uh, happy birthday to me. I mean, great, it's, a little, great, great. it's a little long in the tooth in some parts. But it's the kills in it are really good, and even though it's not really bloody, and it you know that Scooby Doo ending will never, never be, <laughs> never be forgotten. Yes. And um, this movie, a Thanksgiving tradition now, Blood Rage. Nice. I saw this when I was a kid, and the you know I rented it on VHS, and it was one of those movies with thousands and thousands of horror VHSs, and never really stuck with me. And then um, we watched it on I think Android Vision, and I was like, this fucking movie is classic, like. I, I the next day I went and bought it and I believe it's an arrow release. Yep. So there's like three different versions of the film on there and all kinds of extras and specials. And this movie just it kicks ass. Like it's the kills are amazing in it and the the the, the blood, the blood everywhere. It just it looks spectacular. And uh yeah, so that's a definitely a every year watch around Thanksgiving. Yeah, I love that fucking movie. I did not. <laughs> you do but not? I like the kills in it. I just found it. I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't in the mood for it because I usually like cheesy slashers. So I have no idea why I would be like, I didn't like, I yeah, that- I didn't like it. I just, it wasn't my favorite, but I, I did enjoy some of the kills in the film. Well, it is, it is corny and cheesy, a lot cheese of it, but yeah. that's, I think part of its charm too. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Like the acting is the, is kind of really the worst. <laughs> <laughs> the killer, the killer is a weird actor. The mom is overacting the whole film, but I think that's part of the charm of the movie. Absolutely. Yep. It's lovable, right? That's the point yeah. of these 
slashers. They're lovable. Yeah. They really are. Um, I guess my turn, Scotty. Yep. All right. Uh, I also had The House on Sorority Row, 1982. Nice. Um, great fucking film i love them ladies and i just think there's some funny fucking lines in that film yeah right? oh there are like the garbage I, dump uh, scene where they're rolling it down the street like, <laughs> they hit the cop car <laughs> like, it's just funny i could see that happening to and me it's, possibly it's one, of the, night. one of the best pranks too that are done in horror like the slashers too it's just so yes. ridiculous yes you gotta love like how an 80s slashers is always like the pranks gone bad well, right yes like, scott mentioned pranks that the house the dorm that drip blood aka oh pranks. yeah that's another one that's got a really decent blu-ray release with daphne zuniga's uh film debut awesome. yeah i i watched that I, a long time ago i did get to see a uh, house and sorority road two years ago in the theater around halloween oh, it was awesome. it was amazing it but the theater over modulated the volume so it was really really like super loud but it was still <laughs> an amazing an amazing uh chance to see it even though there's like two people in the theater me and my brother Hey, even better. You had to was, deal with other fuckers in the theater. Even yeah, better. Yeah, it was so nice to be able to see it in the theater. Like you can say, "Hey, another one I saw in the theater." So that was cool. That's awesome. Yeah, awesome. that's sweet. I'm glad we all have good memories of that film. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, Maniac, 1980. Nice. But I love the main character. Like, I think he's actually like, you know, besides being super psycho, I think he's not that bad. Like, I kind of feel sorry for him. And yeah. I always found this film made me kind of like, oh, it's too bad he's so fucked up. Yeah, Heather, Heather would date him if he wasn't fucked up. I right. would. I'd be like, he's kind of my type. So yeah, like, you know, I probably would. He doesn't seem like that big of a, you know, an asshole until he tries to murder you and, you know, leave you in his apartment. So, yeah. Um, very good movie though. Visiting Hours, nineteen eighty-two. Oh, that ah. one's great too. I right? thought that one might have been in your top five. Okay. Yeah, you know my top five. When I get to it, I went with comfort films. So I went with films that, if they're on TV or some, like I have to struggle not to watch them because we're doing those first-time watches now. Um, I really have to try not to put them on. So, but Visiting Hours, I love the chick. I feel like that's me. Um, like that's me all the way. How like angry she is throughout the entire film. I, I gotta add one more honorable mention now that I'm thinking say about it. it. Terror Train, like I love oh, that yeah. movie. Terror Train, <laughs> Got the poster so right good. there. I, mean, I love the aspect of the killer changing costumes, and mm -hmm. they never know who it is. And the movie itself goes by really quick. I just I love the whole atmosphere of the train, and they're in closed quarters and another really good one in my opinion i agree and i think you've made the point about going quick and i have noticed with slashers either it goes quick or it fucking drags like there's some slashers that and sometimes the, the slow drag is worth you know whatever the outcome is mm. and sometimes it's not yeah <laughs> and you just feel like you yeah. wasted your time <laughs> well i'll say because a lot of slashers they may be a little slow but like it's, that's the one thing i love about slashers is they have some fun characters as mm -hmm. long as if you have some fun characters, it could take a while before the killer gets there and oh. I won't mind. There's one in, in my top five that people notoriously blame for being super ass slow. But to Scott's mm. point, there's amazing characters in this film. So Awesome. Well, we'll look forward to hearing about it. The last one I have, actually two. I do love Slaughter High in 1986. Oh, yeah. That's, I... a, that's a good one. It's <laughs> another good one. <laughs> um, and then my love for student bodies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did I turn you, you on to that? <laughs> you absolutely did. I think it yeah. was because of you that I watched it. And I love satires on the best of days. And that movie, like every time the chick's like, <laughs> oh, maybe she's just helping him. He's helping her find a washroom and they're going out to bang and shit. Like I, <laughs> there's so, the breather 
as the as the um antagonist holy fuck or like him walking up those stairs and being like how many fucking stairs are there like it's just funny like it's funny he's he's stepping gum right (laughs) love it oh my god i love that humor it's right up my alley uh so those are my personal honorable mentions so yeah those are good honorable mentions holy shit oh yeah they're good (laughs) yeah Oh, I'll say, but that's the thing about the 80s. The 80s had so many damn good slashers. It's so, that's true. That's, I could have ran a bunch more, but I didn't want to be here all day, like you said. Right. Well, we could have know. been. I mean, the burning. <laughs> this yeah. is so many. So yeah, many. I, had, uh... I think we may hear some more coming in our top five. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I was going to say, because I think I had my list was about 35 that I had written down and I had to whittle it down to 10. I'm going, this is fucking tough. Whatever. Nudie had like 200. He knew there were slashers that you didn't even fucking know about, Scott. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't be fucking shocked. <laughs> Most of them were on Plex. Right? right? <laughs> it's true. I did find a lot of them on Plex. He's not that's, kidding. I that's tried where to watch I did like, too. some new ones and they're on Plex. Thank you, Nudie. Hashtag buy Nudie shit. So, um... <laughs> Oh, Scotty, do you want to start us off with your number five? Oh, yeah. So for my number five, I went with uh, 1987's Stage Fright, also known as Aquarius. Oh, nice. I just, uh, this this movie, it's kind of like, you know, it's, uh, it's directed by Michel Suave. And like, I've seen most of his films now. I think the only one I haven't seen now is The Sect. But everything he's done, I have freaking enjoyed. But yeah, this movie just stands out to be the killer with the owl mask is just, freaking great like it's just such an iconic look and the kills are incredible the music in it is just suitably creepy has that amazing score to it that's always playing in the background and i love the fact that it's uh pretty much a slasher that's happening with a theater troupe Mm -hmm. and it's just super freaking cool love the concept of it and the kills love it all uh but yeah my number five is stage fright 1987 awesome and i'll say uh uh, Nudie, how about you? What is your number five? <clears throat> My number five is 1980s Prom Night. Another oh, nice. slow movie that everybody bitches and moans about being slow, but it's when it does get to the point where the kills start happening, it's a, it's pretty decent kills. Uh, stalking scenes inside the dance where he's chasing after the blonde chick is really good. And the beheading scene is really shocking. I mean, it's just, it's got everything. And it's got Jamie Lee Curtis and Leslie Nielsen. I mean, what more can you ask for? <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I had it as an honorable mention, but I didn't want to be here all day either. Um, we just <laughs> talked about it on our, our Canadian episode that just <clears throat> last month. So um, yeah, love prom night. Yeah, I, and I, I, great. And I was one of the guilty uh, people there that uh, used to hate it because it was so slow. And then I rewatched it last year because I don't I didn't remember shit from it. So I forced myself to rewatch it just as a first time watch. I'm going, OK, there's got to be something about this. And yeah, I fucking love it now. Like the first time I watched it, I just felt it was boring. But yeah, rewatching it, I'm going, these characters are fucking awesome. And like I'm actually like glued to the screen. Yeah, so, you yeah. feel for them all. You don't feel you don't like hate any of them really. I mean, they're all no. you know they're just a bunch of kids going to school and something happened. But you know you feel for every one of them, especially the the virgin girl who like pretty gets gets dumped by her boyfriend because she won't put out and she's like right. snotting and crying and <laughs> and then she yeah. gets away. Then she gets put away. It's like you feel bad for her. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, yeah, I'll say that's like one of the few slashes where like the characters for me like I actually felt for every single one of them. But we were talking though, Scott, that 80s films, where they couldn't pull it off necessarily in tons of special effects, which I think a lot of films rely on now, 
they relied on character development. Yes. So maybe the gore, you know, at the time isn't what you could do in 2020, but you care more. As Nudie said, you feel bad for this chick. She's crying. She's sad. So when she gets chased, you're like, oh, fuck, that sucks. It pulls from your emotions a little bit more. And I do think 80 slashers do that well. Prom night was one of them, right? And you feel bad at the end. Like at the end, you're like, oh, fuck, nobody won here. (laughs) Right. It's it's shitty. Like all around, it's just shitty, right? So yeah, yeah, really solid Even the ending, you still feel bad. Right. You still feel bad. And you kind of, absolutely. Like you get what he was doing. He was avenging, you know, spoilers, everyone, for someone who hasn't seen 1980 prom night. Uh, He was avenging his (laughs) sister's death. Like I can't say I wouldn't want to do the same thing, in all fairness. Like maybe I would. Who knows? All right, keep that in mind. Sister, right? (laughs) That's why I don't have any siblings. All right, so (laughs) Heather, what is your number five? Well, I never thought you would ask Scott, but it's graduation day, nineteen eighty one. Nice. Yeah, fucking is. (laughs) I think that film is the perfect mix of plot twist of they really make you think it's a specific character throughout this film Mm -hmm. and then you find out it's not and they actually give you a reason to which is a little bit better like another one i really like is fatal games which i'm pretty sure took some inspiration from this movie but i find with fatal game games the ending is kind of like like it yeah uh, like you kind of get it but you're not like well why this they're like this is why right and even though the ending is a silly reason as to why i just enjoy the kills like the vault kill is my favorite <laughs> first vault into like the bed of nails i find that like awesome <laughs> so graduation day to me is is definitely one of my favorite comfort slashers that's awesome because yeah i actually just watched that for the first time last oh, year. oh yeah what yeah. did you think of it scotty i fucking loved it nice not long enough to be on your top five though <laughs> well you know there's others that were competing like i said 80s is a tough year to do i could probably yeah. rotate like a lot of these movies around like if i thought about it again oh yeah, exactly absolutely we could have done just done franchises and <laughs> right probably had a top five each right so oh it's easily. also uh early appearance of linnea quigley in that movie as well yeah yeah I say, I think... facts good thing we have him here we're gonna we're gonna sound smart on this episode <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get your worst feedback ever on the show. Never, never. They're going to be like, can you have on that dude that actually knows shit, not you and Scott? (laughs) (laughs) We just kind of fly by the seat of our pants. We We, totally do. We get our names in movies. That's the best way to podcast. Right? Oh, it totally is. I mean, hell, our last episode, we talked about Eden Lake and like for the first half hour, we called it Lake Eden. Lake Eden. It's a new movie, Nudie. Check it out. It's the sequel to Eden Lake. Because <laughs> uh, we're jackasses. Yeah, we can't really <laughs> either. Anyway. All right. So, yeah, my number four. Uh, so my number four actually kind of got briefly mentioned, and that is 1981's The Burning. Fucking just... Mm, love that movie. This movie is fantastic. Like, it's got, like, once again, a lot of great fucking characters, uh, a lot of uh, up-and-coming actors that, you know, didn't really have a start yet. Uh, the kills, especially like, you know, once they were able to edit all the kills back in after being, you know, cut to shit because of the uh, uh, whatever you call it. But like the uh, yeah, like, man, the boat. The MBAA. Uh, yeah, yes. MBAA. But yeah, like that uh, fucking raft and boat kill. Oh, my God. <laughs> so fucking good. And some of like Tom Savini's like early work. I love it. And like it's obviously uh, has a lot of similarities to Friday the 13th part two with like the way it plays out in the beginning and all that. But I, and it's kind of funny because they were what filmed at the exact same time, if I remember yeah. correctly. 
Uh, yeah. But yeah, I just uh, love, love, love this movie. I can watch it. It's pretty much one of my summer go-tos. Like I watch it every summer. Just yeah, fun, fun movie. Can agree more. Yeah. And can't forget Glazer. Yeah, Glazer. Glazer. <laughs> I love how douche. he like comes too quick. Yes. And yeah, she's right. like, it's okay. We can fuck again. I'd be like, yeah, we're fucking again. <laughs> <laughs> we're, you better get, get it up right now. A few times. <laughs> you better get rested. <laughs> Take your vitamins. <laughs> yeah, that, that, the, the young kid was his name. Rat Albert. Albert. Oh, Alfred. Yes. Is Al- it Alfred? Alfred. Alfred. He uh, Alfred. he was he went on to do uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And, yeah, he did. And Holly Hunter's in that movie. Yep. And and uh, George Costanza's in yep. that movie. So it's a lot of. <laughs> A lot of uh, young up-and-coming actors. Walking up and coming talent. Good stuff. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd seen that probably about 10 years ago, and I'm just going, oh, no shit. Oh, no shit. Oh, I know that person. <laughs> like, but yeah, yeah, it's interesting when you watch fun. it now, right? Yeah. Another good Screen Factory Blu-ray release, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Love that. Love that one. Uh, Nudie, what is your number four? All right. My number four is another one that's gracing my poster wall, 1982's Humongous. I have a I have a, a thing for 80s monster slasher movies. Like I love these movies with these big giant monster type guys in these movies. And this one, it was film Paul Lynch to another one who he did promise. So back to back Paul Lynch movies there. Oh, nice. But um, yeah, he um, this one was filmed really dark. So a lot of stuff you can't see. And the Blu-ray come out, it's a little bit cleared up so you can see a little more of the creature and the effects of the creature. And he looks really scary and it's one of those another one of those atmospheric movies that i just love the, the, the these kids get stranded on an island with the, the dog island they call it where you know something happened earlier and they, they get stranded their boat crashes in the rocks so they're stuck there overnight and there's a killer on the island and it's just one of those those movies that i've hbo and back in the day and always on always watched it and just one of those things i bought the vhs of this movie i got the, the you know the poster I bought the DVD and then I got the Blu-ray, you know, so like it's one of those like like one of those movies that always, always, always was on the top of my list. And I will always be able to watch it if it's ever on where I see it. And yeah, so Humongous. That is one I've never seen before. Me neither. Me neither. Wow. You guys got to get know. on it. You might well, not you're like the king. it so much, but that's that's worth coming on the show right here. Then a movie that either one of you has seen that now you can go check out. Yeah, I was like, because I've heard of it, but I had no idea it was considered a slasher. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna check that oh, out. Definitely, yeah, definitely a slasher because he's nice. I mean, he's hunting down all these kids. So I'll check it out for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, I might, I might actually watch it this weekend then. Shit. So that's actually gonna watch it when we do the show. Yeah, right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got it on like, right now. I need to fucking watch this. I can't believe I don't know what he means. <laughs> um, <laughs> my nine number four. And it's probably going to surprise some people, but I absolutely loved this film the first time I saw it. And I wanted to be the main character's Hellmate. Oh, no shit. Yeah, nice. I wanted to be her. <laughs> Only I would have put out in the castle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there would have been a sex scene. But um, I, I re- it's Linda Blair, I believe, is in this, right? Yeah. Linda Blair, yeah. So it's, I just thought her performance was really good and the whole setup that you have to stay in this fucking creepy mansion and they're going to do all this stuff to her. And I just enjoyed the dread that was developed through it. I enjoyed the cinematography of it, the costume of it. Like, I just love it to death. And 
I don't know, maybe because it's a main female lead and it's just in a different kind of situation. I just really, really love this movie. So that's why it's my number four. It's a great movie. And uh, like, I think it's also what I would consider it a Halloween watch too. So like, yeah. 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 So, you know, spoiler alert, that was my number three. So I'm going to put in a different movie for number three because there we go again. Monsters, slashers. It's basically the same type of movie as Humongous. So if you love Hellraiser that I mean, uh, Hell Knight that much, yeah, I think you'll really like Humongous. Nice. And again, the atmosphere in that movie is it's incredible. Like you got the costume party of, of the, the the college kids getting locked in that haunted mansion overnight yeah. and the kids trying to prank them. Unbeknownst to them, there is a killer on the loose. And, you know, you get the, the twists and turns of what's going on in the movie. And, you know, it's just it's just great. And you have uh, Peter Barton, who was in uh, Friday the 13th, the final chapter. You have um, Timothy Van Patten of the famous Van Patten family who played Seth. And he went on to be uh, the lead uh, anchor on the World Poker Tour. Oh, no shit. Yeah. So he's been doing that and directing. He directed a ton of uh, Sopranos episodes throughout his career. And so, again, another movie with a lot of famous people in it that went on to do stuff as they got older. And I mean, everybody knows Linda Blair. Gary, Gary Hill doesn't like her much, but, you know, she's she's out there and doing her thing with the dogs and their, you know, her pets and everything. So. Well, my yeah. understanding is she doesn't want to talk about the yeah, exorcist, says, right? Yeah. yeah. And you know what? That's her. That's her right. Exactly. I mean, you know, like maybe it sucks, but you could always talk about her with Hell Knight. Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, she's so, she's in, she's been in so many other films, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure she's just tired. So all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Right. So I'm that's sure a great pick, Heather. Thank you. I tried. Great movie, and that's another movie that Gary thinks is a slow drizzle drizzle movie, but I just like that scene. Spoiler alert for another forty year old movie, but. That scene yeah. when they're sitting on the floor or on the bed and watching the door when he's holding that pitchfork to the door, waiting for the guy to come in and mm-hmm. he comes up behind him underneath the carpet and that carpet's yeah. just rising as he's rising. You can't get any more creepier than that. Like that is a scary scene. <laughs> it's just, yeah. you know, it's such a good movie. And again, Shout Factory, Screen Factory. Right? And I mean, it's and it's using practical effects well. And that's what these 80s films did. They didn't have the CGI that you have now or yeah. the capability for even practical effects now. So it's it's more subtle scares, which I sometimes really do appreciate a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say they get more creative with them and I love them. Uh so my number three, another one that's kind of been uh, briefly mentioned. Uh, but that is 1980s Maniac. Nice. nice. I This is one of the, this is in my top 10 horror films of all time. Joe Spinell is just so fucking good. He, he can, he plays creepy and just disturbing and also very suave in this movie. He just kind of goes back and forth and he does it so freaking well. And just, it's, I feel dirty watching this movie. Oh, yeah. It's very grungy. Yeah. Like, it's incredible how a film can make you feel just like you need to take a shower afterwards. And this film does it. It captures the whole, like, like the 80s New York City, like, just the way it's dirty and just grimy and just not cleaned up like it is nowadays. And it captures it well. The only other movie I can think of that does that is uh, Basket Case. I was just going to say, yeah, Basket (laughs) Case is another movie that fits that to a T. Yeah, and the... And Caroline Monroe, fucking fantastic job. Like in, the uh, kills are very awesome. I mean, you can't ever go wrong with uh, Tom Savini's head getting blown off with a freaking <laughs> shotgun. <laughs> yep. yep. That yep. is, oh, it's such a good fucking movie. And like, this is one of those movies that can be dissected just because of like the trauma that Frank Zito went through and all this. And 
there's so many layers to it even though you can just watch it and just be like a straight just sit back and watch a just violent slasher film but like it's just one of those that can be done in so many ways and it's fucking amazing you know and every time i watch this movie and i do respect the remake don't get me wrong i think elijah wood did an excellent job I really hate how she has a boyfriend in the remake. I actually despise that part of the plot line because what I enjoy the most about the original is this budding romance that's happening. Mm. And even when I rewatch the film, I'm like, no, can it just work out? Like, can't he just not be fucked up? And like, like, you want him to have a normal life. He'll be driving (laughs) to the graveyard and I'm like, no, stop. Like I, it gets to me because I really see this kind of like, there's this budding romance happening between the two of them. She actually seems like she really does like him, you know? And I'm like, maybe this is his shot at normalcy. Like, yeah, he's murdered a whole bunch of people up to this point, but maybe this maybe. (laughs) Um, And I find that a movie can do that can do that is not only an effective slasher, it's an effective story. Yes. Right. And yeah, I, I love the story as well, Scott. Great choice. Well, thank you. Uh, but yeah, I, I I almost didn't put it on my list because I was like, I know some people don't consider it a slasher, but yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I, this is a slasher to me. He, he slashes everything up in that movie. You use yeah. a shotgun, he slashes people up. It's a slasher. Yeah, that's exactly how I look at it. It's like, I, there's no other way around it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Nudie, what is your number three? I mean, this one might be on the edge of calling it a slasher, but to me it is. 1980s Fade to Black. Oh, yeah. Stars uh, Dennis Christopher as a movie buff who gets rejected by a a Marilyn Monroe lookalike and he sends him into a killing spree. Just he dresses up as different characters and kills off people in his life that spurn or spawn him. Spurn him, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he dresses up as a vampire in one scene and dresses up as a mummy in one scene. And it's just a cowboy with you know gun gun shooting and yep. it's just it's just a really psychological film to see this guy break down and and uh, this was another one that's like one of my favorites from back in the day on tv all the time it just got a release i believe from vinegar syndrome but it was like 50 bucks so i didn't Ooh. purchase it but i will get it apparently you know at some point i will get this movie but it, it stars uh mickey rock young mickey rock in it yeah. tim Thomas i did not realize mickey rock was in it holy shit yeah, so uh, this is another one that played on TV all the time back in the early 80s on those when those HBO cables start coming out, Prism channels and you know all those preview channels and all these new up-and-coming cable channels. So they were battling for all these movies. And uh, this was another one. I just, the aspect of him dressing as movie monsters really drew me to it. And I mean, like I said, I can tell by my list that I like these <laughs> movie monster types and and uh, yeah, this he always drew it, drew me to it. And Dennis Christopher is amazing as a psychotic. Like he went on to play uh, the the lead stalker slash killer in uh, the Profiler TV series from the nineties. Mm. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that show. No, I have not. It's, uh, it's on my Plex if you want to check it out. It's four seasons, but really the first three seasons are are the best, and then the, the lead girl leaves. But she she basically is an FBI profiler and Robert Dobby's in it. He's the lead of the FBI and the serial killer is stalking her and her family throughout the series as she's solving other crimes. So yeah, anyway, we're not doing TV. So yeah, anyway, Fade to Black, 1980, Dennis Christopher, check it out if you haven't seen it. I actually watched this last year for the first time and fucking loved it. It was amazing. Like, uh, it does the whole uh, obsession really well, like just covering someone that is obsessed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I look at this and going, you know what? I could see this being any one of us podcasters, just the way we're like, just 
so nerdy about the shit that we love and it's like mm-hmm. and it's all about film so i was like i could totally see myself being one of this, this character what yeah. i really like about that movie maybe is not that killing different. somebody but <laughs> <laughs> scott's like it is me we're making the remake with Scott. Um, but I love how it was different. Like the plot line was just different enough that it wasn't, because I do feel like when you watch some slashers, it's either a prank, a scorned lover, mm-hmm. someone's avenging their kid, you know, like there's just so much stuff there. This was just a dude that was rejected for the last time and he yeah. snapped. Yep. His girl right? rejected him. He lost his job. Right. Like everything in his life is going bad and he just snapped. I think it's a really good film. I think it's a, you know, I, don't use this term tons. I think it's underrated. I think it a is. lot of people who think that it's not a slasher, I don't know why <laughs> it is. Um, but I, I think people don't give it a shot because maybe it doesn't fit that mainstream that other early 80s slashers do. Yeah. But thanks for bringing it to the table, Neil. Yeah, that's excellent. We're choice. all got a pretty damn good list so far. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, you're going to really love my third, Neil. My third is Terra Chain. Nice. There you go. Uh, See, that's Neil... why, that's why we, we, we do those honorable mentions and we take up other people's <laughs> people's that's okay i'm i'm fine talking about it again um i had to really debate between this one and prom night and i asked myself if both were on tv and i had to choose one which one am i watching in this terror train yeah i would go with that too if they were both on at the same time i would pick terror train although i love them both like it's just that opening scene you feel so bad for the prank that's played and the train horror that isolation piece of being on a train and not being able to escape it mm-hmm. and things happening in separate cars and maybe you don't put it together i just think that film was really ahead of its time for the 80s and jamie lee curtis is you know there's a reason why she's a screen queen mm-hmm. and this just continued to solidify her her title in that so terror train if for some reason you've skipped over it both nudie and i recommend it and scott there's a um, yeah. there's, uh, there's an interview out there with um the killer i think his name's Derek mckinnon oh. there's an article out there if you look it up and um, he talks about his, you know, how he played the the transsexual slash, you know, magicians and, you know, I'm spoiling movies that have been out for 40 That's years. That's okay. So, you can spoil, you know, yeah. Don't get yeah. mad. It's a 40 year old this, movie. It's, these are eighties movies. If you but, watch um, them, then... He talks about, you know, what it took to play the character. He's a, he's a gay man in real life. So, you know, he, it was kind of easy for him to do that kind of stuff, but he, he mentions the scene where they're doing the, the magic tricks and mm-hmm. the, where doc gets killed but you don't see what happens to him he said that if you look at it close you can see him <clears throat> get get pierced by whatever the magician or the the, the they're doing but i i swear i put this thing on freeze frame and <laughs> i cannot see it so i don't know if they cut the scene out Maybe. where they actually show it and because he just he's there and all of a sudden he's dead and it's like what happened he's got like a punctured heart or something but you can't see what happened and it always irritated me but then he said that you know basically they did it they did kill him in that scene but they must have just cut this the frame or the scene out but hopefully someday that'll get restored but again another screen factory release so yeah if you guys aren't getting the tone of this screen factory is putting out some pretty damn good movies yes they do (laughs) and i think you make a really good point nudie about 80 slashers like we were censored unnecessarily and you guys thought you had it bad in the states it was worse up here in canada during the fucking 80s oh i believe and it. it was like now you know you can get away with like fucking releasing the serbian film 
or Solo has a what? What does Solo have, Scotty? <laughs> yeah, Criterion. Criterion. Like, and if you want foul, Solo is probably the most foul <laughs> yeah. thing I've had to sit through. And I mean, you didn't because... sit there and take your pants off while watching it. Oh man, I was like, <laughs> mm, eat that poo poo, yeah. Manja, manja. shit. Stuff's um, like, where's part two? <laughs> oh man, is there I'm more? Ready. You know, like, and and it wasn't a matter that he even offended me or upset me. Like, I got that it was shock cinema for the sake of shock cinema. Yeah. But we can have that, but we can't have a kill in fucking Terror Train. Yeah. You know, like it's just it's a shame that that censorship took place oh. because the slashers were such an awesome time in the eighties. I always like a lot of my shows. I always when we talk about this topic, you watch CSI from ten years ago in the nineties. CSIs mm-hmm. they were beheading people on TV. Oh, yeah. Cut, do all kinds of these nasty yeah. kills. And these movies are getting censored because, and a lot of them didn't even have anything really major in them. Like Terror Train itself doesn't have a lot of gore. It has a couple yeah. of good scenes in it, but, you know, no real gore to be found. And yet these movies were being censored. And now you can watch it on any, on the evening news or any TV, any, any TV show. And it's pretty amazing how far we've come. Agreed. It's just a shame yeah. that some of the footage from some of these films have been lost. Yeah. yeah. That's what really sucks, right? Like that now practical, like, and all these kills, like yet again, it's a movie, so it's not real. And all this hard work that these practical effects people did, setting all that up to be gone, it fucking sucks. But you know what? Who knows? Maybe they'll find more hidden reels one day and they'll be able to do another Scream Factory edition release. <laughs> right? right? <laughs> you never know. You never know. All right, so we're on to number two already. All right, so my number two is 1987's Blood Rage. I was quiet for a bit there when Nudie brought it up. I this was on my list. Um, I fucking love this movie so much. It's so I watched. I got out the Arrow Blu-ray five six years ago. Had no clue what this movie was about. I was just like, "Eh, this seems like it could be fun. Watched it and. It is now a Thanksgiving tradition. I watch this every Thanksgiving. Um, I absolutely love the fact that the same actor plays Todd and Terry. So you get the one killer that's just walking around, just having fun, like licking the blood going, hmm, it's not cranberry sauce. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> not cranberry sauce. Like yeah. <laughs> and then just you have the quiet reserve version of him walking around as his brother. And just the kills are so freaking good. Like, like you said, duty. like when you watch this, it was just like, holy shit, this is freaking awesome. It's just a great violent 80s slasher that just somehow was like kind of like underrated for the longest time. Yeah, and then- it really was. This, that's the thing. Like this was my heyday. I grew up as a teenager in the 80s when the, the video stores were thriving. Literally, I would walk to the video store, rent four horror movies for 20 bucks on the weekends and spend my whole weekend watching these movies. And this was just another one in a long string of movies that just fell under the radar because you know you watch them you go get some more you watch them you get some more some stick with you and some you just forget about and this was one of those that i forgot about and when i watched it in that blu-ray package and i was like wow like this movie's fucking amazing like how did this not stick with me all these years right. it was always you know all these other movies and this one is belongs right up there with these movies and i'm so glad that you know i i, I saw it and purchased that blu-ray because this movie's incredible and like yeah. you said it's a yearly watch now yeah i'll say i just have so much fun watching it like i 
I could I could almost recite it line for line now because I've watched it so damn much. Like the, and the mutilator was another one that yeah. came and went in my head. And now that's another thing I watch all the time. I love that movie. I watch it all the time. Yeah, it's just it, they're both like both done, which is kind of funny. They're both done by released by Arrow, and they're both just like these slashers I'd never heard of at the time, and they're just so fun. Yep. And they capture the 80s perfectly. Well, and even though the acting's cheesy, the characters are very likable in both films. Yes. I would say the acting on both films is on par. It's yeah. not great. But yeah. you like what happened. You like the people and you care. And I think that's important, right? Yet again. Yeah. And like with, with Blood Rage, I think the thing that really like sells me is the killer and the kills. Those things mm-hmm. are like what yeah. really stand out for me. The kills are really amazing. Right yeah. from the get-go in the drive-in scene in the beginning, like right away. <laughs> it's just... The kills are, they put a lot into the kills. Yeah. And I believe that the, the lead actress went on to do that 70s show or 80s show, Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, which was like, I never watched it, but it was on like for 25 years or some shit. Oh, one wow. Of them, one of them, not that long, but it was one of them long running shows of the early 70s, 80s. And so for her to do that movie, it was kind of a, kind of a thing, you know, back then it was like, wow, what's she doing in this movie? You know? You're right. Yeah. That's awesome. Was, so yeah, Blood Rage 1987 is my number two. So Nudie, what do yeah, you have for number two? My number two has been mentioned already by one of you guys, but I couldn't take it out of my top and add another one because I love this movie to death. Uh, 1982's Alone in the Dark. Nice. This, this nice. movie, I, I Scott mentioned it earlier, I think, and or, yeah. or yep. Heather did. One of you no, guys Scott did. did. Yeah. And I, I just couldn't take it out of my top ten, out of my top five, because I just, I love this movie and another one, HBO cable, all the time. And I love the fact that we have all these big name actors in this movie. And it's a, 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 you know, it's a great slasher. I mean, you, you have Jack Palance, Donald Pleasance, Martin Landau, who's incredible as a, one of the crazies. Oh, he's Dwight, great. Mad Dog, Dwight Schultz, you know. Um, you have Erlen Van Linth, who was the big fat guy in this movie. He was in uh, the <clears throat> Running Man. He played the the singing uh, the singing killer in Running Man. Mm. And oh, nice. Shea, Lynn Shea is in there before you knew who Lynn Shea was. Yeah. The movie, the movie was produced, written by Robert Shea, who, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street and all that stuff from New Line. So him and uh Rob and uh Robert Shoulder, Jack Shoulder wrote this and uh directed it. Jack Shoulder did he also did uh Elm Street Part Two. So oh nice. Yeah, this uh this movie, man, it's just basically these five psychopathic killers that are in this nut house think that their doctors abandoning them. So they want to take it out on the the new doctor coming to town and just so happens there's a power outage and they were luckily they could escape. And so they drive to their local Walmart and pick up some weapons and just (laughs) siege, siege this house. But in the, you know, in the meantime, there, there's a few kills as they're traveling their way. And, you know, there's a, the, the, the scene with the the mailman i think it's the mailman oh yeah riding his bike so the mailman's riding a bike <laughs> and, and it's, it's just i won't spoil the scene if nobody's seen it but this movie is coming out on blu-ray it's yep. coming out real shortly so i From have not, scream factory yes and it's not i didn't pre-order it yet but it's definitely going to be a movie i'm picking up because like i have to sell my dvd now because the dvd was worth a ton now i want to sell it before it becomes not worth a ton <laughs> right <laughs> but yeah this movie's just epic and in all its ways i mean you can't go wrong with jack palance and all these guys that are in this movie and yeah there you go there's some creepy scenes in this movie too and alone in the dark 
Hell awesome. yes. I'm glad awesome. someone put that in their number five. That's great. Well, you guys both had it, really. Well, my, you mentioned it. In honorable yeah, I'll say mentions. mine was a minor. Yeah, honorable mentions, yeah. Like, and really, like, top fives could be interchangeable. We could do this That's the thing. weeks later, and we could be like, yeah, oh, you know what? I like, mean, right? We've probably already mentioned between the three of us 30 or 40 movies, and there's still, like, a thousand more that we could talk <laughs> right. about. Like, right. it's just, we'll have to do an, a part two to our top five sometime down the road. We absolutely <laughs> will bring you back. Don't yeah. you worry, Nudie. This is not the last. This is a one night stand okay yeah. this is, we need over with we're yet. all about the commitment definitely there scott and i um so my number two is something that's already been mentioned but it's happy birthday to me nice and uh, it was extremely challenging for me to find this movie so to give you some um background here i tried to watch this movie before i even knew any of you fuckers existed so <laughs> four or five years ago i went through this slasher kick before I was even knew what podcasting was. And I could not find happy birthday to me in Canada. I couldn't even rent it. It was so difficult to fucking find it. That's a Canadian, Canadian film, film too, it? right? Yeah. Yeah. Don't get <laughs> wow. me started. Don't get me started. Wow. Now it's accessible everywhere. It's on Good Friends Plex. I could rent it if I wanted to, but I could not find it unless I was going to buy it. And I, I'm cautious personally about buying movies. I'm not a collector. And I would have to buy it like on YouTube or whatever. And I was like, fuck that shit. Like, I'm not going to buy this unless I know I'm going to like it. So when I finally got around to watching it, I was so excited. I don't usually do this. Usually I'll watch movies when I'm working or whatever, but I put it on my big screen TV and I was all like, yeah. And it was amazing. It was worth the wait. I love the birthday scene at the end. All the corpses around the table. Seeds nuts. Like I just think it is, and then like that whole kind of twist ending that they have, and I really appreciate that in eighty slashers. Like I just think it's really really clever what they do. It's like two twist endings to that. Yeah, movie. that's what's yeah. even better. It keeps like, twisting and twisting. You're right. Yeah. Right. So it's really good. It is really good. Love it. Uh, we talked about it earlier. Comfort film. I'm so glad I have access to it now, so I can watch it as much as I want to. Um, I could even buy it if I actually collected movies, but I don't. But yeah, so happy birthday to me. I think I own like three versions of it. Oh, wow. <laughs> I can believe it. I can believe well, that, that you They released it on a two-pack with um, He Knows You're Alone. Not He Knows You're Alone. Um, the one with um, the killer. Who, did you check the children? What's that one? Oh, oh. Uh, When a Stranger Calls. When yes. a Stranger Calls. But it had a different soundtrack to it because they didn't have the rights to the original, some oh. of the original music on it. And then... Um, I believe it was Screen Factory released a version with the the right audio version, so I had to pick that up, of course. But uh, yeah, that movie, like I said before, it's I love it too. I just think it drags a little bit with the too many, um, too much of the brain surgeries and that kind of shit yeah. going on in it. Yeah. Like, okay, we get it; she had a brain trauma, but it's the mystery going on throughout that whole film: who's killing who? Like, <laughs> it's pretty. That's pretty damn good. I agree. Yeah, I actually rewatched that one this week in preparation because I was like, I know I've seen it. I remember a couple kills, but I don't remember a damn thing else about this movie. And yeah, fucking great movie. Like. I was kind of shocked to see the runtime on it. I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah. Like I'm like, damn, all right. I mean, that's another one that got hurt by the, the sensors. I mean, yeah, the motorcycle scene, the, the shish kebab scene, which is on the poster, like that's yeah. an I, that could be iconic. And the sensors really fucked that movie up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The poster's iconic, at least. But yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that poster. All right, so holy shit, we are on to our number ones. And by God, my movie has not been mentioned. I am kind of <laughs> surprised. So my number one film. Gremlins. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Are that's not a slasher, damn it. Uh, <laughs> you would be surprised, Neil. <laughs> uh, but my number one uh, slasher from the 80s is 1989's Intruder. Oh, nice. Wow. Um, that's a classic. I Yeah, what I've said this every single time with these top fives, but I love this fucking movie. It's the, for one, having a slasher set at a grocery store is just freaking really unique and cool. Yeah. Gives for a lot of very, very gory and awesome kills. Mm. Uh, very uh, fun characters. I mean, you got Renee Estevez, Dan Hicks, Ted Raimi, Sam Raimi, like, it's just got a lot of characters and like even Bruce Campbell makes an appearance at the end yeah, for like a second. <laughs> yeah. And like, I love once again, that like twist ending of like the people survive, but then they're the ones getting blamed for it. And, yeah. Oh man. Like the killer is because yeah, Dan Hicks, uh, spoiler, the killer. He's just so fucking wacky and out there when he finally reveals himself. And yeah, oh, they, and I, yeah, I just can't get past all like the just amazing kills in this film. It's yeah, I watched this film over and over and over again when I had it on DVD and I wanted to get the Blu-ray, but it's out of print. I don't know if they ever re uh, re-released it, but if so, I need it in my collection because yeah, this movie is fantastic. The Blu-ray. I have to look, but I think I do. You guys continue talking while I look. Yeah, Nudie. So just so we yep. know, Nudie's looking I at the shelf it. right now. <laughs> figure out what he's going to add the Plex later. Yeah, I do have it. So yeah, I, I guess I'm lucky if it's out of print. Yeah, the last I knew it was out of print. I, I haven't looked for a while, but yeah, I want to get this in my collection so bad because DVD is good, but I, when it's a slasher, I want to get it in the crystal clear Blu-ray if I can. For sure. Yeah, I love that film. You know what I like about that film, though? It's layered. Like, I like yes. the conflict between the grocery store owners and how they're going to sell it. And then the conflict with the girl's boyfriend and like even issues within the staff. Like, I just actually think it's a really well done whodunit. And I feel like Death Spa tried to do that, too. And as much as I do enjoy Death Spa, I don't feel like it was done as well as in Trudeau. Yeah. Right? I think Death Spa is funny and I didn't put it on here because I just think it's hilarious. But that's, you know, I think Intruder was actually doing it right. Yeah. Yeah. No, Intruder is just one of those, once again, that I never even heard of and then just kind of came across to one day and I'm going, how the fuck did this get under my radar? Because there's a lot of good slashers and, you know, there's amazing franchises, which I'm sure we may shout out at the end and talk yeah. about franchises too, because, you well, know, there's a couple You're going to get ones. one next. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. I wonder right. what it is. I'll never mm. be able to guess. I mean, let's I, have it happen, Nudie. I can't not have. A topless without this number one being my number one because this is the one that started it all for me i mean friday the 13th it's my number one uh, I, I was 11, 11, 11 years old when this movie started playing their trailers on tv and i literally got a bacon boner by these trailers they just hit it for me like that was it i always grew up as a monster fan frankenstein those type creature feature movies but this one here, man, I begged and I begged my dad, take me to see this movie. Take me to see this movie. I mean, I was 11 years old. In the 80s, you know, you had to have a parent take you to these already movies. Oh, yeah. Nowadays, kids walk into anything. But I just begged the man, take me, take me, take me, take me. He finally took me to one of them dollar theaters, second run theaters. And literally, this movie rocked my world. And I just, it made me a fan of slashers. And that was it. This was This is the one that started me off. So... It's going to be my number one whenever there's a slasher list. This is always going to be my number one. 
I had oh, got yeah. to see it again in the theater last year, just before the COVID shutdown. I got to see it. They were doing a 40th, 50th anniversary, whatever, 40th anniversary. So I got to see it. And it was another great experience of seeing this movie in the theater. And I think I've seen it in the theater maybe four or five times. Oh, wow. And, uh, and uh, you know, I bought it like 15,000 times because it's been <laughs> released so many times. Right. So I own every incarnation of it. And I mean, you can see behind me all the toys on the wall and everything else. So this will always be my number one slasher. And I guess I have to tell the story that I've told countless times on every other podcast that I guest on when this movie comes up. My dad and I saw this movie when I was 11 at the time I was in the Scouts. So a couple of weeks after we saw this movie, we went to uh, Camp Yagu and that was our summer camping week for the week. <clears throat> so about one o'clock and two o'clock in the morning, my old man woke me up. So let's go to the bathroom. So we went to the to the laboratory latrines, and it literally looked like the bathroom in Friday the 13th where she got her axe in the head. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> my dad, I'm taking a leak, and my dad's like, let's hurry the fuck up. This is <laughs> this bathroom is scary as shit. <laughs> so I always laughed that my dad was afraid of Friday the 13th more than I was. But yeah, it was, it was pretty, you know, one of them memories that i'll always have you know go camping and my dad scared shitless of the bathroom <laughs> that's amazing that's, that's awesome amazing. um yeah. neil i have a question for you so do you prefer mrs Voorhees or jason as a killer if you had to choose well i mean i always say friday one's the best but i mean jason how can you not pick jason's incredible like it's like what a character that is and to go on and on the way yeah the character is just a force i mean yeah he's the best of all this franchise i don't care what anybody says willis wheeler likes freddie freddie is a, a farce compared to jason Voorhees, and michael myers <laughs> is cool but you know it's it, it, I, you can't i don't know you just jason's the king and I mean, Miss, Mrs. Voorhees was one movie. So, I mean, I got to go with Jason as, you know, but I mean, Friday one will always be because because of what it really holds in my heart is. Well, if we one, need a Friday one, we wouldn't have Jason. It's the one. So, yeah, that is awesome because that is a very excellent fucking slasher film. It is. And, you know, like it was awesome that they used this woman from she was in soap operas at the time, right? Soap yeah. operas, TV right. game shows like she was like the, a princess back in the day. And I really enjoy the characters in this. I enjoyed it, uh, Kevin Bacon's kill. Like yes. I think that that kill really stands out to me. Um, always will. And but Kevin Bacon, I don't think he talks about being in this film, does he? Like he'll bring he it is up. now. He's he is he's, now. He's embracing it now. When he was younger, he didn't want to like a lot of these people. But like even you know, um, Mrs. Voorhees didn't want to talk about this movie till she realized, yeah. hey, I can make some money off of my fandom here because yeah. this is a big you know it's a big thing. So a lot of them now are starting to embrace it. Like Dana Kimmel, she don't want to talk shit about it right now, but she hates Friday 3, but uh, he's starting to embrace it. You know, he's been doing a lot more genre work now too with the following and a bunch of other movies he's been yeah. in. Yeah, well, he so. was in uh, Tremors, right? Which yeah, you... Tremors. And you so he's try. starting to really embrace it now. I think he knows that, you know, it's not just some shitty movie from his past, that it's actually a, you know, a well-known well thing. Well, it's a phenomenon when you are... think about it. If yeah. you go to a convention, you can make a lot of fucking money. Like, can you imagine mm -hmm. if Kevin Bacon showed up at a fucking convention? Yeah. People oh, lose their mind. Yeah. He could charge whatever he wanted. People would pay it. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't pay it, but other people would pay it for sure, right? Like, so yeah, that's cool. I'm not surprised that's your number one, though, Nudie. Yeah, I had a feeling yeah, it I wouldn't mean, be. Anybody that knows me would, would probably guess that. I mean, I've told this story a thousand times now on different shows, and it's 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 who I am. 
I mean, J- I love Friday the 13th. Awesome. Yep. And I am a huge Friday the 13th fanboy. And like I said, I would have probably had a top five, just those films. If I, if I didn't force myself to just kind of cut out franchises. <laughs> yeah. I did. I got, I, you know, don't get me wrong. Anybody listening Halloween would, would normally be in a, in the top of my movies. You know, I mean, the movie's incredible, you know, but we're trying to be a little different here. Well, and Halloween's technically the seventies. So. Oh, that's true. So I wouldn't be in the eighties. Yeah, so Halloween right. two could have. Yeah, went, you're right. right. <clears throat> yeah. Halloween two could have fit in, which. Right. I think is a good companion piece to the first one. Oh yeah, it is. It's a really good follow-up actually. Um, right. I guess Heather, it's me. Yeah. I'm excited. What is your number one? So mine is a Friday ripoff. It's the burning. Nice. I, uh, I also like nudie loved the original Friday the 13th. Still do. Still do. I, I don't think the burning by any stance is better than Friday the 13th. It's just, I don't know what it was when I watched the burning. Maybe it was the opening scene, them playing baseball. Maybe it was like the shower scene with creepy Alfred. Maybe it was Glazer. Maybe Glazer. it was, them, you know, them fucking canoeing out to the middle of nowhere. Because when they canoe out, similar to Nudie's story, I my parents sent me to overnight camp when I was like in grade seven. And it was fucking hell for me. I did not enjoy it. It was like hot and there were mosquitoes was not my jam and one of the nights we had to do this overnight camp trip where we had to get in the fucking canoes and canoe out to the middle of fucking nowhere similar to like that rock thing that they were on and I got out of the canoe and I'm like where's the washroom and they're like the washroom is all around you and like this is fucking not my thing (laughs) so anyway I wish there would have been a raft I would have swung like I would have gone and sacrificed myself just to get the fuck out of that situation (laughs) but anyway Anyway, um, and I love the scene where they're like paddling up to the canoe and then he jumps out. And I, yet again, I think that's another movie that I'm sure got, you know, censored down. I assume, oh, it did. Right? It was considered one of the video nasties, or at least was on the chopping block for a video nasty. Yep. Right. And I just, you know, Tom Sabini, I didn't, when I first saw this movie, I knew nothing about that. Like I watched horror movies and I thought I was a horror movie fan. It was only when I got to know people and joined Facebook groups and listened to podcasts that I would learn about like who Tom Sabini really was. I didn't know. I didn't have Shudder. I was like, I was like a virgin. One of the few things, <laughs> still a virgin. <laughs> I got older. So like, <laughs> you know, I, I feel like I've learned a lot now and the burning has just stayed up there for me as something I could watch over and over and over again. I fucking love it. So I can never get bored of it. It's a comfort movie for sure. It's a good film. Hell yeah. yeah. The kids are all fun. They're all, they're all bunch, you know, just kids. And they're, they're all like all good actors apparently because they're all busy today. So, right. You know? Absolutely. And like you said, it had a decent story to it. The characters are great. The killer is great. I mean, the legend behind that. There's just so many movies that we can pick. It's like we have to do another show on this just because. Oh, we will. There's so many more I want to talk about, but you know. <laughs> oh, we definitely will do another one for sure. Now, if we if we want to, we do have some time. Um, I know both of you are huge Friday fans. So if you had to choose your top five Fridays, what would they be? Take a second, think about it. Because I'm I'm not as big of a Friday fan as you guys are. Like I like them a lot, but I I do prefer Freddie more. And and I would never be like Freddie's better than Jason. I just like the concept (laughs) better. Like I just enjoy that a little bit more. I like his wisecracking shit. I find that entertaining. Um, I got in trouble on our Facebook group because when someone posted the picture of me with my head being held by Michael Myers. Who did that? Oh, it was you. It was you, right? <laughs> yeah, I forgot it. it was you. And then someone's, and then I wrote, oh, it should be Jason. And I guess I, uh, sorry, sorry, Jason Gray. 
I just thought it should be Jason because like of the beheading thing. It yeah, I just to me. I couldn't find the, a picture of Jason. Somebody posted that Michael Myers one, but then like three days later, there's they I guess they're selling all of them. So there is a Jason one and a Freddy one and. Well, I will definitely get it and put my head on there. It's true. I have a big head. Uh, Willis tells me I have a bowling ball head. Um, you could roll it down the aisle. I just love that your mouth's always open in all your pictures. So that was the perfect picture. Limping as it continued on and be laughing the entire time. It'd be amazing. I'm sure I would sell one to my mom. That would be the only person that would buy it. What do you think, Scott? What's your list? All right. So for me, uh, my top five Friday the 13th films, it would be in this order. My number one favorite film is part two. Then it would be part four, part five. Uh, then I would have to go with uh, probably part three, then part one. Okay. Okay. Nudie, are you similar or are you different? I'm actually straight edge on this one. One, two, three, four, five. I think oh, nice. one. I think wow. one to f- one to four are just the perfect lineage of movies in a row. Boom, 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 yeah. boom. I mean, you get the origin, you get the return, and then the return, the return, <laughs> and then and part just five, keeps going and going. Part five, and... you get the swerve. But I, I always liked part five, and people shit on that movie for years because it wasn't Jason. But mm-hmm. yeah, I I've loved, always loved it. I just love the comedy of it, and the 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 the, the, the Tommy Jarvis is continuing in it. And I love part six as well. A lot of people shit on that one too. I like so, part six. I think real, it's funny. I think the writing's really good. Really like probably one to six if would be straight in order, one to six. And then like seven, eight, and you can interchange them. Like I wasn't a gigantic fan of uh, Friday the 13th, as they like to call it, the the new blood. Oh, yeah. Oh. I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is. And I still watch it and I like it because it's, it's a great Jason in that movie and there's some good kills, but I mean, it's not the best movie in the world. And, you know, Manhattan is Manhattan. I mean, <laughs> you know. Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I love, I think Jason X is fun, even though there's too much CGI oh, crap in that movie. God, I, I hate that movie. <laughs> I think it's fun for what it is. It's fun. Um, Freddy versus Jason, Jason goes to hell. I've noticed you can fix jumped over that one. Yeah, that's true. I did. I forgot about that one. I liked it when it first came out. I'm not a huge fan of it now, but I think that one too, the unrated cut, is pretty amazing. That that tense yeah. scene is probably the best kill ever in that in the series. The unrated cut of that. Um, I guess uh, you know the remake. I liked. I thought it was great. Or the reimagining. I thought it was really good, even though people don't like yep. the tunnel. I'm not a fan of the tunnel aspect either, but. It is I felt it like is. that was just a Michael Bay shit. Honestly, yeah. Michael Bay directed that film, and I feel like he wanted tunnels. I met, um, I met the girl in that movie. Um, the one, the the one who thought was going to be the final girl, but she oh, turned, yeah. turned out oh, not yeah. to be. Yeah. I met her at a at a at a convention and I got an autograph, eight by ten of her from that movie. And she was like, "What'd you think of the movie?" And I was like, "I was floored that you got killed." I'm like, "You were supposed <laughs> to be the final girl." Yeah, that's what she's I thought like, too. She started laughing. She's like, "Yeah, right." That kind of put a little a little twist on things. But uh, yeah, she's she's pretty cool. She's uh, on the Flash TV show now, and oh, nice. She's, she's pretty cool chick. Um, yeah, I mean, for overall, I think you know, Friday is the best series. I love them all. It's to to a degree. I mean, I'll watch yeah. them all, even though. Some of them aren't the best movies ever, but yeah, I'm I'm the same way. Like I say, I hate Jason X, but I'll still throw it on every once in a great while. Yeah, it's fun. Like I, think, I just yeah. like just enjoy all the way through. Yeah, Jason Goes to Hell, I think, was a movie that was ahead of its time. We just covered that on Slumber Party Massacre. 
And uh, now rewatching it, I'm like, this movie was just too too advanced for what they were trying to do. That opening like scene was really good. Now, the opening I mean? scene was amazing. Yes, absolutely. And then the, it turned and- into what people call the hidden. You ever see that? The hidden yes. movie? It kind of turned into that as a slasher. Like, but that opening with the FBI and all that shit and that girl driving in there. And yeah, that was that was perfect. Like I love that part of it. And they tried, you know, they tried something, which you know, you can't at least we had a, a Friday the 13th movie out there. Absolutely. So it was very new line-ish, right? Like oh, it was. you see where New Nightmare got it's like you I put New Nightmare in that movie in the same kind of category of doing something different. Yeah. You well, know, like, why the hell would Jason care if a guy had a beard or not before he transferred? The- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, why would he shave him? Like, that made no sense. There's yeah. stuff that didn't make any sense, but, you know, I mean, they tried, they tried something and they linked it to uh, a TV show with the, that John D. LeMay character in the, in the movie is he was in the Friday the 13th, the series. So I kind of, he left the series to make movies and then he went and did a Friday the 13th movie. <laughs> go figure yeah right right (laughs) so you know overall i think you know i would have to go one to five and probably straight down the line i guess because seven or eight are interchangeable yeah how about you heather oh uh for me Mm, I really have a thing for Tommy for I love that little kid I, I know that the fucking guy that played Jason couldn't stand him apparently yeah. Um, oh yeah the crepe the can is it Camp Crystal Lake Memories what a fucking awesome yes. documentary oh that is I have watched great. that documentary multiple times and I love it every single fucking time so four two one oh three and probably six nice. and I really like five don't get me wrong I really like five I just think the dialogue in six is really good yeah I completely agree. Um, and just because we're, I want to bring it up because uh, I have to give a give it a shout out. But since we didn't do franchises, my number one uh, film, my number one slasher film of all time, though, Sleepaway Camp Two. I two Sleepaway Camp yep. Two. Fucking love it. It is just so silly. Fucking uh, what's her name? Uh, Pam uh, Pam Springsteen does such a fun. F- she just has so much fun playing Angela in this, and I just love her as Angela. The kills are just very entertaining and fun. Like it is once again, it's like that with the burning. Where I Sleepaway Camp one and two, I will watch anytime during the summer. Fucking yeah. love them both. But part two, I have I have fond memories with that one because I was at my grandparents' house and they would always record everything off of cable. So they just had this row of VHSs and. One night while they were sleeping, I was just kind of looking and they had Sleepaway Camp 2 and I'm going, oh, I wonder what this is. And I was maybe seven or eight years old, <laughs> threw it on and I'm going, oh, these are what naked women look like. <laughs> and Scotty was like, <laughs> he's really on the television. <laughs> I, wore, I wore out those spots. The the tape. <laughs> rewind, play again, rewind, play again. Um, yeah, and I just, because uh, I was right around the time that I started really getting into horror films at that age and like uh, just seeing the kills in this i'm going this is amazing and my thing my grandmother ended up coming downstairs see what i was doing and yelled at me because she's seen what i was watching <laughs> of course right not for it was not for your eyes scotty that's exactly why. That's but why. yeah that was my all-time number one slasher if i had added franchises to my list i'll see boy can't series is great it's yeah. really, they filmed so two and three though on the same weekend can you imagine yeah that's insane <laughs> yeah. part three like, isn't that good but 
part two is all right. One and two yeah. are good. One just didn't have enough gore. Like it, it, it leaves a mark for a movie that doesn't have a lot of gore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's very surprising. The, most of the kills are all cut away, but there's a, it leaves a mark. The thought of having a hot iron up my pussy sounds like the most painful way to die, though. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. When I first saw that scene, I was like, oh, my God. Like, And I'll never forget talking to Dairy Queen with my friend about the ending. And people like the person who <laughs> me turned around slowly and just stared at me. I'm like, what? you want to go um no, i didn't say that i'm not i'm super passive um but it's i you know slashers have so much fun to them they really are like the feel-good film is something that you can put on at any time and be like you know what i'm just gonna watch a slasher and i think sometimes they get a negative rap for that because they're not like the artistic thinking films that some people have come to know and love but some slashers had some really deep plot lines that we kind of talked about today and did have layers to them and not only you don't always need bright lights and loud music and abstract camera work to make a good film right right mm-hmm. and they like in all the story there was and they were like the ones that uh were great at like covering the tale of you know being bullied and revenge and yeah just, you know, showing how people can be assholes and some people will snap because of it and like a lot of times you felt like the belly bully was justified like there was yeah. a lot of movies where you're like yeah you fucker you deserve it that's what you get from right. your dick right? Like, you know, so, well, thank you, Nudie, for joining us today. We will definitely do this again. I think we'll probably end up doing slashers for all the different decades. The 90s should be fun. Um, Oh, yeah. Like, especially the early 90s, like Dr. Giggles and (laughs) fucking dentist and like, I don't know what other shit we can find, though. I feel like Hospital Massacre was a direct inspiration for whoever did Dr. Giggles. (laughs) Like a hundred. I could totally see it. Right um but yeah so maybe you could join us for that sometime nudie or if you want to stick to the 80s we can just keep going i'm flexible <laughs> you watch a lot of slashers right you watch even modern day slashers too right yeah yeah it's like hell we could probably just do like our favorite slashers just in general no year tacked on oh man but that's hard because oh it's fucking really fucking hard <laughs> like you know <laughs> so terrifier many. for me is like one of my favorite slashers that have come out in the last couple of years and but there's some other really good like i really liked aqua slash last year <laughs> yeah that whole that whole set piece made the whole movie but oh yeah, it did it was fun right. i thought i enjoyed it too so just one quick question for you nudie before we go and you don't have to give spoilers to this but are you excited for halloween kills oh god yeah i can't wait i love the last one people you love the last one you I really liked it, it. i okay. did Awesome. I really thought it was a, a, a return to Michael Myers goodness. And, you know, some of those movies aren't the best either, like Resurrection. And oh, even, <laughs> I still, I still yeah. like it. I still like it. It's just, it's it's stupid. It's silly. You know, and what's his face? Buster Rhymes running around like an idiot the whole movie. But I still, I think it has its thing, you know. And yeah, this one, I love it. I, I can't wait for the next one. And I seen the, saw the trailer and I'm hyped. Like, I can't wait. I'm so glad that you're excited. It's going to be a theater watch for sure. The last one was too. Awesome. Yeah, I can't wait personally for Candyman. I'm really excited for that one. I'm excited for Halloween Kills. I liked the Halloween 2018. I'm not the biggest Halloween fan. I like the series, but I'm not like, oh my God, live, die by fucking Michael Myers. So like, but I thought it was a great um, breathing life into it. I thought it was an appropriate way to kind of bring it back. So Nudie's blocking the camera. We can't see his sexiness anymore. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. No, Nudie. I didn't mean to do that. Keep like, them all guessing about how sexy you are and all the show knowledge. You. Aww, oh, nice. Nice. We're seeing a tour of uh, Nudie's 
Stop those, stop. Uh, the Freddy and the Michael Myers is Halloween candy bowls. You put a bowl in their arm with candy and the kids can take candy from it. Oh, that's they, awesome. Do they say shit? No, they're just plastic or whatever. But oh, I, man, took the bowl, I took the bowl. Like... took the bowls out of them. Welcome to primetime, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Scare the shit out of kids. Kids are like, what the fuck? Um, that's awesome. Nudie's room is sick and he has a Jason mask with light coming out of it. So it almost looks like Jason lives. Did you see that, Scotty? Yeah, that is awesome. Oh shit! Oh, it's because of the the light below the lights below it. Oh man, it looks good though. It looks <laughs> that awesome. Looks freaking sweet. So thank you so much, Neil, for joining us. It's oh, such a my pleasure. pleasure when you're here. Uh, I guess the first time you've been here with us, but we do work. We record, yeah. Say so we record right? so much. So <laughs> yeah. did you want to kind of please share what you do and where people can find you? Well, NFW podcast is the main one that I've been on forever. Um. Pretty much, like I said earlier, we just riff movies and have fun. Friends get together, drink, bust balls, and sometimes talk about the movie. Sometimes not, but <laughs> most of the time we do. Right now, we're in the run of TV movies from the 70s and 80s. So we just did Tarantulas, The Deadly Cargo the other night. So that'll be coming out soon. Um, we just did Demon Murder Case with Kevin Bacon, uh, which Ooh. is a, a movie based off of the the Warrens, that movie that just come out, The Devil Made Me Do It. Kind of the oh, same nice. story. Same story as that. So that was uh, an 80s TV movie. So we got a lot of good stuff coming up. Um, also do It's Not Horror Okay with Heather and Scott, Hell which yeah. is basically anything but a horror movie. <laughs> and we've been on a comedy run on that show lately. So we might change that up after our next one, which we're doing, I think, uh, next week, right? Yeah, doing, the 29th. So. We'll be doing Best in Show, which was... Uh, a venom pick and yep. i've never seen it so it should be interesting oh it's a good movie it's hilarious then, i love uh, movies with dogs so. yeah i heard it's funny so it should be fun um we also do hard to kill which has been on a bit of a hiatus which is action movies with uh alex edwards and gary hill and my other show is um is it really that bad with android virus and willis wheeler and a couple of chicks mona and sam some babes it's their first time podcasting so they're having a good time with it and we basically pick movies that are said to be shitty films and we watch them and at the end we decide if it's really that bad or not so the first one of course we did was uh roger carman's fantastic four yeah <laughs> so I, I was on yeah. that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah scott That's came awesome. on for that one so go check out those shows if you like and we are on the dark discussions podcasting network thanks to uh them for hosting us over there so yeah pretty much awesome. that's what i've been up to and you can hear my sultry voice on some of the legion podcast shows too like cinema beef and some of gary hill's other shows two drink minimum hell yeah and i'll yeah. say thank you very much for joining us too nudie because yeah i've no. i'm glad that we got to have you on here and you get to see a different side of me that you're probably not used to very often <laughs> <laughs> yeah not an animal scott on this show <laughs> i'm just happy that he made us look real smart we'd be like oh this slash we'd be like actually this character was blah 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 right? you know? and our world scott and i are like mm-hmm. we can't even get names of movies right thank god Nudie's here. <laughs> that was fun I, I definitely would love to do this again oh we'll definitely oh, have you back on good for time. sure let me tell you that much <laughs> and cheap and easy yeah i'm, I'm very easy yeah both of us are all three of us are who are kidding? yeah Really? Um, so as we all know, this is a Legion, Legion Patreon exclusive, but Scott and I put out for free. So it will be on Legion Patreon for two weeks. And then 
it will be for everyone else. But if you're listening to this and you're like, oh man, I wish I got to listen to this earlier, you need to sign up for Legion Patreon, which is $3 a month. And there's lots of other shows that you can have access to. Scott and I will be on a hiatus because Scott's going up to visit his family in the wrong turn country of the UP. <laughs> hey, uh, oh yeah, like seriously, nudie. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, he, <laughs> he goes up to where, like, it's hellbilly land. It's oh, yeah, there's nothing up there. It's like, I'm big. pretty sure he's going to get eaten by some cannibals. But if he, comes back, if he comes back, uh, our next episode will probably be released sometime mid-August. Um, so this will be released just before he leaves. It'll be a couple weeks off and then we'll be back again. So we look forward to seeing you then. Anything you want to say to the people, Scotty? Uh, yes. Make sure not to do drugs, <laughs> don't have sex, and always keep your lights on. Unpleasant dreams. Bye. Bye.